Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. We're on the road today. Well, specifically, we're downtown Hamilton today. This is uh, National Tourism Awareness Week uh, right across the country, but we celebrate it here in Hamilton. And uh, frankly, we've got a lot to celebrate, and we're going to talk about it through the course of the day today. I'll be here from 9 to noon, of course, as per usual. And uh, Scott Thompson will join me uh, just after noon today to do his program from here. We are in the uh, Hamilton Economic Development Office in the Lister Block in downtown Hamilton at the corner of King William and James Street. And uh, this fabulous facility, of course, that has been redone, one of the iconic buildings in this city. And uh, it's a, a, a part of the theme, I think, that we're going to be talking about here, about rejuvenation and about some of the fabulous things that were going on. And uh, I know when we started talking about tourism in Hamilton a number of years ago in the program, and we were talking about, boy, it would be neat if we could do this, and what if this could happen, and what if we could build one of these? Well, now we're going to talk about successes and building on those successes. And uh, we got a lot of folks going to join us on the program today to do just that. Uh, our first uh, panel uh, joining us is Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. Mr. Mayor, good to see you again. Uh, as always, Bill, good to see you. Chris Murray, City Manager for the City of Hamilton, good to see you. Great to see you, Bill. And Jason Thorne, who is the General Manager of Planning and Economic Development. Uh, good to have you back here, Jason. Uh, both of you guys, both Chris and Jason, you guys just got back into town. I mean, you guys are world travelers, uh, but you, you're you on a mission when you go away. I mean, you you see the stuff you put on Facebook. You love cities. You love architecture. You love design, obviously. That's the passion for you. And uh, nothing wrong with boring from what other people are doing, is there? No, it's uh, that's one of the great things I love about traveling. I, I, I would always say at any time I talk to sort of planning students or people want to get into the planning game is the, the best education you can get is to travel as much as you can. And there, there, there's no city out there where you can't take away at least a little something, a little bit of inspiration, a bit of an idea as to, as to how you could do something and bring that back to your own community. First uh, year I was on city council was 1997 and I went to, uh, to Boston for the American Planning Association Conference. Uh, which happened to be in my favorite city, so quite a coincidence. But you know what? You're right. It was it was very instructive because I got to see a lot of the things that planners back then were talking about what we'd like to see here, about wider streets, about uh, traffic calming, about making cities people places, places, you know, streets like Boylston and other places in Boston. And if you don't have eyes on it, it's awfully hard sometimes for people to just stay here to actually picture exactly what we need to do and what's happened in other areas. Yeah, it's hard to, until you can actually kind of walk the streets and experience it, um, it it's, it's kind of hard to take that kind of learning out of, out of a book or out of a presentation. Um, you really kind of have to f- see how it feels on the ground um, and also just to experience it at all different scales. I mean, we, we, we hear a lot about what some of the really big cities are doing. Um, I always like to travel some of the smaller cities, the mid-sized cities, the, um, the industrial cities, because, you know, th- there's a little bit more of a, uh, of a relationship there to what's happening in Hamilton. And you can see what people can do. Um, these aren't just uh, uh, interventions you can do if you've got tens of millions of dollars. Some of the, the smaller little experimental things you can do in a city, uh, you learn a lot of that when you travel. Well, to take that information back, and, and Mr. Mayor, you, of course, were on council back in those days as, as the councillor for the East End Ward 5, and we talked about that at council, about wouldn't it be neat if we could recreate and, and do a Hamilton version of some of that? And the street that we all talked about was King William Street, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty decrepit back in those days, not a whole lot going on. And we said, boy, if we could build an anchor here at the Lister Block and another one at Theatre Aquarius, it's it's going to happen, and look what's happened in the last 10 years. This is remarkable. Yeah, and you know this building has been and turned out to be the catalyst that uh, inspired yep. a lot of uh, a lot of new development. That was really the uh, the intent uh, when we we got into it. Uh, you know, building sat here for the better part of 25 years uh, doing absolutely nothing. We we, we would thank Leuna for uh, for saving this building in in uh, you know every respect. But it really has been the catalyst that's tr- transformed and created a lot of new investment uh, in our city. You know, and to, to Jason's point, you know, not 
you can't do a cookie cutter. You can't take something from another city no. directly and you know and say, well, that's going to work here. But there's are there's so many unique ideas that other municipalities are doing that we can take here into uh, into Hamilton and have a look at. Does it work here? What would the impact be? How could we actually improve our city by changing our traffic patterns or doing uh, de- development a little bit differently or adding? You know, little patios on the uh, on the on the side or on the street, uh, taking up a parking space. I mean, no, those are all kind of unique, clever ideas that really animates the spaces that we uh, like to occupy. And, and I know there was some discussion back in those days, Chris, about how let's try to recreate this, let's try to do this. And, and I think maybe one of the smartest decisions that that the city made at those times was look at let's create the environment for this, and then just stand back and get out of the way, and and let this grow organically. I think King William Street's a classic example. You didn't create this. You didn't create the north end of James Street. It just happened because the environment was there. Yeah, a great deal of thanks to the, you know, the small entrepreneurs, the owner-operator businesses that show up and put their life savings on the line to start a business and, and show up every day, make sure the quality product is there and, and the customer service is there. That's what you see happening on King William. That's what you see happening on Locke, on Ottawa. You're seeing it starting to unfold on Barton and Cannon. Um, so, you know, create the fertile ground and great things will grow. And from that, I guess you develop your identity, don't you, Jason? I mean, you know, we wanted to say uh, from an economic standpoint, I remember years ago, why can't we be like Kitchener-Waterloo? Or why can't we have a restaurant district like Yorkville? Well, we've got that, but we've got the Hamilton version of this. Yeah, it's not the kind of thing, if you're going to be authentic about it, it's not the kind of thing that uh, that... City Hall can kind of dictate and say, okay, this is what these, this is this is what the the feel of the street will be. Or this this will be, that this district will be the arts district. Um, it's the kind of thing uh, to, to Chris's point. Um, you know, as, as planners, as city builders, I think you kind of um, one of the analogies I, I, I like about what is the role of planning is you uh, you can build the stage and then you step back and you let the actors act. And I think that's where you actually get the sort of authentic city building happening. Was people uh, do what they will with the opportunities that you create, and we're seeing that um, we're seeing that in the downtown right now. I'm just I'm just reminded that you know on James particularly, uh, you know, not notwithstanding the Lister block and the catalyst that it provided, changing the traffic pattern on James made a huge difference in terms of how people access the street, how do we how do we they enjoyed uh, you know both sides of the street rather than having it a one-way throughway, and so that was one change that actually inspired a lot of uh, positive investments that uh, that we now see happening on uh, James North. And and just to bring it back to what we're doing here with National Tourism Week, as a result of that, and as a result of some of this organic growth in areas like James, King William Street, and some of the other parts that we're going to talk about, people are coming here. I mean, this this is a tourist attraction now. It is, and, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're seeing four and a half million visitors a year coming to Hamilton, and uh, and they're they're coming because of the kinds of um, restaurants that we're starting to see, some of the uh, uh, the theaters, the arts venues, the the, the great uh, natural areas we have, the the investments that the city's put into our waterfront, into our trail systems. Uh, these are the kinds of things that made people want to come to your city, um, and we're seeing that uh, more than ever right now in Hamilton. I mean, in the old days, it's the tourism of Hamilton. I, I guess they're coming to see the Royal Botanical Gardens. I don't know. But there's a lot here. There's a lot going on. And maybe one of the best examples of that, that Jason just mentioned, uh, Mr. Mayor, is uh, is taking advantage of our natural areas. Uh, in all of, We are the city of waterfalls. Let's celebrate that. We have how many, you know, 
acres and acres of green space and conservation lands. I mean, that's 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 something that attracts people to this area. It, it, it has, and it, it is, and uh, you know, almost to uh, to distraction in some locations, uh, like Mount Al- or Albion Falls, where we've got a you know an influx of people coming there. Uh, we th- haven't had just... one rope rescue this month. No, not yet, not yet. I, I expect it'll happen. So we have we have a lot of uh, we have a, a natural setting that is really conducive to uh, uh, you know environmental. Uh, uh, you know, nice spaces, uh, a lot of interesting, uh, you know, uh, escarpment uh, scenery, uh, a lot of waterfalls, a lot of trails that people can access. But, I mean, the catalyst for a lot of this is the sports entertainment events that happen here, uh, you know, the, the Bulldogs that are playing that we're celebrating today. We're going to rally today, We're going to rally at noon. Uh, you know, when people come to the, come to the city and uh, while they're here, they're either here for a hockey tournament or a baseball tournament or something or another, that, that they have other things that they can do that while they're here, rather than just go from the hotel room to the, to the baseball game, that uh, they're now starting to pick up on as uh, something that uh, they enjoy going to Hamilton for. We always think when, to that sports entertainment and sports tourism area, Chris, uh, about, well, okay, we got the Tiger Cats, and of course, yeah, there's a visiting team, and maybe some of the fans will come in, uh, hopefully from some of the surrounding areas, and the, as you mentioned, you've got the Bulldogs. But you look at some of the other sporting events that have gone on right now as tourist attractions. Uh, the U Sports Men's National Volleyball Championships of McMaster, the Quidditch Championships we were talking about just a little while ago, we held at Tim Horton Field, uh, and a lot of other university and college-oriented events, plus, of course, minor sports events that are filling the hotels and filling the arenas here. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned hotels. I think 10 years ago our supply was uh, not quite where we needed it to be to support the kind of activities, but there's been uh, literally hundreds of hotel rooms added to Hamilton so people can can uh, park themselves in those spaces and enjoy uh, the sporting events that you just listed. I mean, the, the Quidditch uh, World Championships, I mean, uh, who would have thought uh, 10 years ago Hamilton would be the epicenter of, uh, and I understand it was probably the largest venue they've ever played that quote-unquote sport uh, at. So uh, pretty exciting stuff and another reason why people are coming here. Talk about the hotels. I mean, that was always a sore point uh, in the past. Uh, you know, well, obviously there was the Connaught at one point and the Sheraton and then the Connaught fell into disrepair and there wasn't a whole lot else going on. Uh, but it, it, look at the number of, of hotels and, and beds that we have right now, Jason. And from what I understand, there's a waiting list now of other developments that are coming in here. I mean, all of a sudden, this is a place where people want to build those sorts of facilities. It is, and, and that's really one of, I think, of our great tourism success stories of, of the past couple of years. We've, we've added uh, five or 600 units, uh, hotel rooms, over the last few years, and we've got a number that are in the planning stages right now. So um, we have, in, in the east end, we have the, uh, the Sandman coming on stream. Uh, we're looking at some new investment in the, in, in the Quality Inn. Um, that will bring that one back. Uh, one looking at uh, the Hyatt Group's looking at McMaster Innovation Park. Um, we have a number of investors looking at various properties downtown for some, some more uh, smaller boutique-style hotels. Um, we had the new boutique hotel open up in Ancaster. Um, so really we're seeing not just a lot of hotel rooms, which is a great thing, but we're seeing a really good uh, diversity of options um, in different parts of the city, different types of rooms. Um, and that's really what you need as a city to be successful. It, it, it really was one of the things that was holding us back in the past in attracting some of the larger events, sporting events, conventions. If you don't have the hotel rooms, you can't win those sorts of events. And, and that's starting to change. Well, uh, let's talk about what that does attract as a result. Uh, conventions, which is always a sore point. We said, well, we don't have the hotel space uh, to be able to accommodate this. Uh, has there been an uptake in that, Chris? There's been an uptake. And uh, I just want to add to some of the comments that uh, Jason's just made. 
you know, credit to Council as well as McMaster University when the investment was made at the uh, medical campus right opposite City Hall. And if you talk to Vranich, who built the uh, the Hilton right across the street from it, I think he's pretty clear about what triggered his decision to start the construction of that hotel. So these things are all linked. These these major milestones, if you will, or these major beachheads, which you see in our downtown. Those investments, in the case of uh, City Hall, I believe was somewhere in the order of $20 million, was contributed towards that development. Uh, that has triggered certain growth. So yeah, the conventions are increasing. I think when we looked at the HEC-5 situation a number of years ago, um, you know, we're proud of our convention center. We're, we now have the hotels. You know, Council has also directed us to look at, in the coming months, um, you know, our convention center, do we have adequate capacity you know our our uh, music hall and our in our arena so there's there's been a, some direction given to uh, staff as to look at this sport entertainment precinct if you will don't look at them just as individual parcels of land but look at the whole area and what kind of uh, development could we inspire partnerships uh, mr mayor play a big part in this and chris just touched about mcmaster for a second and i mean when we were all growing up in this city uh, you know mcmaster is that nice little university over in the west end of the city. Uh, it's right throughout the city right now. I'm looking at one of the signs right out the window here, of course, because they're right downtown here in the old Jackson Square building. The Innovation Park, of course, across the way from us at CHML in the west end of the city. Uh, they've really reached out and be, they're part of this economic development re renaissance that's going on and part of this tourism renaissance. As is Mohawk College, yeah. as is the Community Foundation, as is uh, Redeemer College. I mean, the, one of the hallmarks of why we were designated a top seven intelligent community was because we had ongoing collaborative relationships and working relationships with all of our major institutions. That's why we were successful in that. Actually, I'm traveling to London next uh, next week to hopefully uh, capture number one. We'll see if, see how that happens. But it was really all about building on our digital capacity, which has been good, uh, but using that uh, in collaboration with others to help build our city and improve the quality of life here in Hamilton. McMaster is a super, uh, super partner in that. Uh, they bring a lot of uh, sporting and Tourism, uh, tourism opportunities to the city of Hamilton. Mohawk College, your, uh, for our former uh, alma mater, has been growing in leaps and bounds, and they're, they're becoming a center of innovation as well as uh, McMaster University. And we have <clears throat> a great uh, partnership in the City Lab, just uh, in the former uh, Football Hall of Fame, that really brings all of the, the, those institutions together with their students to look at some of the challenging problems that the city of Hamilton faces. I just want to address one issue, though, which is an unintended consequence. So as we, as we have grown our hotel capacity, we're able to get bigger conventions. It's now a realization that our convention facility is probably undersized for the kind of capacity that we'd like to get to in the future. So that's one of the reasons why we asked our staff to come together with uh, some ideas about how we're going to repurpose and rethink our entertainment facilities that are downtown and uh, come up with some great ideas. Last point w w I would say is that there's this kind of activity is happening all over the city. We keep talking about downtown, downtown, downtown. It's a, you know there's activity happening in Waterdown, there's activity happening in Stony Creek and Ancaster. I mean all of those places are seeing development. They're, they're seeing hotel developments in fact, small boutique ones. Uh, you know a new one happening in Ancaster right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know all of these develop developments are happening in, in all parts of our city, not just downtown. I just I got a couple of minutes left here, and, and Jason, I, got, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, in, in the vein of what we talked about earlier, about setting the scene and, and creating the environment for this, and seeing the growth that's happening. It's gone on in the downtown core, but the next frontier, I guess, is the waterfront, and you've got some some great plans that are obviously going to attract that kind of investment and, and tourism dollars to our waterfront. 
there's some really exciting plans coming on the waterfront. It already is a great destination, a uh, great tourist destination, both for Hamiltonians as well as for people coming from the outside to come and visit. Uh, we have, an, uh, Council's put out quite a significant investment in some of the park spaces. We've got a new, uh, uh, the Pier 8 Promenade Park um, is, is, is coming in the next year. Um, that'll be a new destination on the waterfront. Um, looking at uh, the Pier 6, 7 area, um, uh, more public spaces there, a bit of a, a, a commercial artisan village, so you can actually do a little more shopping, a little more uh, eating and entertaining on the waterfront. Um, and then having another, having 1,500 residential units or so on the waterfront, a number of people actually living there, getting people on the waterfront year-round, lots of activity. Um, that is, as I said, it's already a great tourism destination. It's only going to come, become more so in the next couple of years. I mean, cities and, and people that want to find cities to which to live and to, and to work and play, etc. I mean, this city, when you look at it, it's, it's got it all. We have water. We have natural areas. I mean, th these are the sorts of things that people look for. Yeah, and I, and I think you know sometimes people are surprised when they come from the outside about just how much there is to do here. But but you're exactly right. There aren't a lot of cities out there where you can actually enjoy a, a a walk along the water's edge. You can do some great shopping and eating in the downtown core, and then go for a hike up to a waterfall. Can't can't think of too many other cities where you have those opportunities. Well, and it's starting to, to show, of course, the fruits of those labors and that investment and that vision, I guess, that the city has had over the last number of years. And there's a lot more we're going to talk about here, but like things like Country Music Week and a bunch of other things that are going to be happening. And are happening right now in uh, in not just as the, the mayor said but not just in the downtown but of course right across the city uh we are uh, great uh, always a pleasure to be down here of course to the luster block to the economic development building and talk about tourism and what's happening here on national tourism week thanks so much uh, gentlemen for being here today to kick off the show you're heading over to the bulldog rally at the city hall forecourt 12 noon uh, come on down folks and uh, celebrate the bulldogs let them know uh, what kind of a great season they've had and uh, appreciate the owner and coaches and players and that's where you make the announcement about the new arena uh, <laughs> just <laughs> asking if mr has a plan for a new arena i'd be happy to hear about it yeah. thanks so much hamilton mayor fred eisenberger city manager chris marine of course the uh, chief of uh, planning and economic development jason thorne thanks for Thank you. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.